Good. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon to you. I, I'm uh, I'm great. Actually, I was just uh, texting with former guest Lunis, who sent me a picture of um, some poutine he was making, <laughs> um, which I didn't ask for. He, I was like, "How are you?" And he said, "Working on the album and making poutine," followed by a picture of his oven with poutine in it. Do you know what kind of poutine he was making, or is it just a standard offering? I'm un- unclear. It says Kenji oven baked joints underneath the, the picture, so I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means, but it looks pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I don't exactly know. I can't translate that, but it, it does look pretty good. I do. I do like the dynamic that Lunis and I have known each other it, tangentially for many years. We both love food. We both come from music <laughs> production uh, background. And uh, he and I have never texted in our entire lives. But you, a person who does not like electronic music or food <laughs> or cooking of food, and he's all up in your DMs. That's the power of Chris Black. Well, no, that's that. No, I, I let me tell you the. Well, I wish that was the power of me. I actually accidentally texted him, <sighs> um, and then we started a full conversation. But it was nice to catch up. And before that, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was going to get a coffee so I could be amped up on being to talk to you mm-hmm. uh, and our guest, and um, and I got a call from An- I got a call from Andrews, our 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 favorite. Yeah. Um. So we both were just in the car and we had a nice little catch up. The man of steel. The man of steel. So it was nice to you know it's just it's been a nice afternoon of me talking to the fellas. <laughs> well, that's great, Chris. I have talked to. <laughs> I haven't talk, I haven't really talked to anyone except Mikey today when we've been talking about hot dogs. We were planning a, a hot dog eating activation this weekend and you know, we we're just going over what drinks he's going to bring and stuff like that, wine pairings. That's cool. We've settled on a 2 liter of Coke. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is the wine a a Red Bull or a Coca Cola? Because those are the only two yeah. only two grapes. Michael's suckling. Yeah, it's about time to have another. You know, nature's healing, and it is it is entering hot dog season in Glendale. So it might as well get the get the old sizzle plate fired up. Question for you: Is there is there an actual uh, hot dog season starting date? I mean, I feel like I feel like in California, specifically Southern California, that could be kind of a year round activity because of the the blessed weather. Well, Chris, that's why we live here in the first place. We can eat dogs mm. anytime. Not unlike uh, <laughs> not unlike a pizza bagel. When you uh, put pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. It's that kind of yes, it's that yes, line yes. of thinking that we have, that we have adopted here in California our idea of a board meeting as you know is a little bit different it involves something from the core skate and surf community and not uh, not a place where you'd have a yes, meeting yes yes i haven't had a hot dog in probably you know i don't know 20 years so um <laughs> but you've had a veggie and, dog it, I hate those. I, I, I just don't I, – I don't know. I, something about the, the veggie dog just did not sit well with me. And I don't mean like upset my <laughs> my my physical chemistry. Mm-hmm. I just mean like I, I just don't – I don't need a version of that for me. You know what I mean? For some reason, the veggie burger is more of an art form that people take seriously and apply some mm-hmm. time and effort to. So that appeals to me where the dog – is just like you're, you're you know. simply a victim of marketing and advertising. It's it's literally the same product, just repurposed. You're telling me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you fucking know. telling me. Long tube of meat, bad. Flat round of meat, a work of art. Well, you're just a victim of of these ad agencies, and what will they come up and think of next? You know, as long as they continue to to line my pockets, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm happy with them. You know what I mean? And as long as we keep sullying and tarnishing their good name up until the point where they agree to work with us, <laughs> uh, we will. So fuck impossible. We hate you guys. But you know what I hate? You know what I hate more, Jason? The dislike of Sweet Green? I will not stand for that. Uh, the dislike of Manscaped? <laughs> I will stand for that. What I will not stand for... <laughs> is seeing that fucking meme of Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair from the inauguration. Oh, I haven't time. I haven't seen that. What is it about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's truly I've never seen something get so exhausted so quickly. Um Yeah, and the, I feel like even my mom is like, "All right, guys." Well, I just think we need to impose some kind of like not impose, that's that's bad, but like I would say <laughs> You want to I step on my freedom like, of speech, Chris? Is that what you're saying? I would I would hate to do that. I'm not Jack. But I, I, I mean like <laughs> I, I just think that I, I just think that there should be on stuff like that that is extremely topical and extremely timely. I think we're looking at a twelve hour posting limit. You know what I mean? I think that's I think twelve hour mandate set in place. Twelve hour mandate. It's it, it's not not uh not government mandated, it's more of like a, a, a courtesy like you just everybody understands you know it's like, a, it's like, like a, okay i've got a good analogy like when uh when the when the garbage man come pick the trash can up there's no uh, the cops won't come to your house if you don't bring your trash cans up exactly in a timely fashion but common courtesy to you and your loved ones around you you know bring those cans in. yeah yeah let's just not do it because i think put that, the, put that bernie meme up in the rafters and let's move on with our lives I mean, it goes back to our, as a society, our romanticization, romanticization of, of politicians and talking about their clothes and their looks. And like mm. Bernie was wearing a, Bur- a Burton jacket and some gloves <laughs> and we're, we're, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, sure. He looks fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> he is the, a, he is a man wearing clothes that you could buy. Yeah. It's like, and it, it's cool that his gloves are, um, artisanal and made by a local, a local person in, in Vermont. The gloves had a great story behind them and it made me question my glove story. Your glove story is fine and don't ever question it. But I, I do think that it's just, we should have a, I think a, a, a rule of thumb, but I did see. So, I mean, you know, there are a few that we should probably talk about that were actually pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. We, let's do a top three that were okay. I guess saves the day album cover. Saves the day. Uh, I think the minor which I didn't, th- well, I didn't even see, but I didn't have to see. That's that's kind of the the, yeah, the beauty and the curse of this meme because what does this meme have to do? Photoshop a picture of an old man sitting down in literally any scenario where somebody. It doesn't have to be a place where people normally sit. It can just be a street. It can be anything and it works. Like, oh, there's Bernie Sanders and he's at the park. Look, it's not funny and it's not even clever, but the Saves the Day one was good. I like the minor threat porch photo. Minor threat was Um, good. That one worked pretty well for me. And then the waiting at Sweet Green alone, Mm. uh, I liked a lot. (laughs) Those those three spoke to me the most. That one was a slice of of nostalgia, uh, a time that we haven't experienced in a long time that... You know, I actually miss waiting in line for a sweet green in Culver City. I like to see what people are doing. I like to see, you know, what people wearing bad Nikes are talking about as they wait in line to, um, you know, degrade essential workers uh, (laughs) subconsciously without them even knowing it. Oh, the power, the power of the employee, of the agency employee. But I do think that, I believe the sweet green in that Bernie meme, uh, was actually my local sweet green in Soho. I believe so. Uh, On broom across from the Noah store. I honestly think it was. You talking about Batman's Noah? 
don't. I think that is my local SG that was that was in that meme. But fun fact about that SG, I think that was the very first SG I ever set foot inside of back when it was like a New York City only craze before it even touched this. to the shores I, of California. Yeah. I don't want to get emotional right now because it's just not, you know, but I will <laughs> if you keep talking about that sweet green location. What's getting you more emotional, that or, or J-Lo's, J-Lo's singing This Land Is Your Land? I missed that, mercifully. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But I did. Yeah, I did. But I did see Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom and Tom Brown. And obviously, I'm biased, but uh, Orlando Bloom looked very good in the in the dark TB. And I said today on Twitter, but that has inspired me to just get in even better shape for skirt season, which is quickly approaching. Skirt season. What are those official days? I know it's like sort of That's, around Coachella, but I, don't, I would tell him release the the press. I, <laughs> Tom has not, I've not gotten, I've not gotten the mandate from the big boss upstairs, but Mm -hmm. I do think that I honestly, I think that this year's skirt season starts when you fucking feel like it. And I know, I know. So when I go back to New York to retrieve some, some more clothing, uh, before coming to LA, I don't think you and I are allowed to rewrite the narrative yet. Are we now Biden has made it so we can Biden's America. Biden's America means I can show up in my, my gray Tom Brown skirt anytime I fucking feel like it. And I'm going to get applauded for it if you uh, want to wear a skirt like a lady you could do it i love your joe biden impression <laughs> that was about, um, that was the first time i ever attempted it not not great it was better than jim carrey immediately so that's that's good <laughs> that's a good sign i but i i i did not i didn't really catch Alrighty then i didn't don't do that i did not need to catch the inauguration because i'm so logged on to the internet that i i saw it all but i did i did okay i did love um amanda gorman um she was great, and, and not to make it about fashion, but she looked incredible in, in head-to-toe Prada. Yeah, she she was striking and beautiful. And but even even my dad was like my my dad was like, who is this? This is a superstar. Like, who yeah, is this? You yeah. Know? So it's like that. I, I was that was very impressive. That was probably the standout moment for me. And I did watch that clip later on the internet. It was really good. It was really yeah. Uh, you know, whatever you want to say about politics and all that shit. I'm glad that we won't have to talk about it anymore because it is definitely not my strong suit nor my interest. So hopefully we get a, a boring one, a, a boring f- next four years politically, and uh, you know I can just talk about <laughs> salads and jacking off like the way yeah, it used I mean, to be. If, if we can't, if, if we cannot talk about salads, skirts, and hot dogs, then what is this podcast really for? Amen. You know, when you really think about it, when you really think about it, 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 it was nice to it was nice to watch the inauguration because I remember you know four years ago watching the inauguration for for Trump going in office and being like, what you know, it was like D list country music people, and you know, it was it was really bad and sad and dark, and in this one, it was it was like watching the Olympics opening ceremony of like. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, humankind celebrating humankind and it was in like nothing bad is going to happen. There's going to be some people singing, there's going to be some fireworks, there's going to be some powerful speeches and and I real I needed that. power. I needed that. I needed it too. JLo and Chanel, mm-hmm. you know, Amanda Gorman and Prada, Katie and Orlando and in in Tom Brown, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it really my, my girl and Batshiva shutting it down and Batty, Batiman 
let's talk about the knee. She was actually wearing a Mew Mew, a Mew, Mew coat, which I did like. But I, I do, I'm, I'm upset that this Bushwick energy is going all the way to Washington. But <laughs> uh, you know, you know, well, it's good to have representation for our audience in uh, in the White House, though, Chris. That's a good. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's an interesting time that we. And there was also a guy. One of the. I think one of the uh, husbands of of a niece or something was wearing the Dior Jordan ones. Which is yeah, that absolutely that was that's like a guy wearing Converse to his wedding. Like, let's not do that, dude. Let's not. I know you think that's edgy and cute because they cost ten thousand dollars, but you would have been better off in a classic hard bottom by someone like John Lobb, maybe Churches, maybe mm-hmm. maybe J.M. Weston. But you're he's literally a good fella. get get a pair of black shoes from Nordstrom's rack. That would have been even better than yeah. being known as the guy who. We can't take him anywhere. He just had to wear these fucking dumbass Jordans. The funny, the funny thing is that was confirmed because Bobby Hundreds asked her, ask his wife on Twitter, "Yo, is is whatever his name is wearing Jordan ones?" And she said, "Yes, SMH." So I do think that is pretty funny. I do think that is pr- okay. That is that funny. makes it very cool that she's making fun of him, but he still made a bad decision. But anyway, we can, we can get into more of this with our guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie O'Donnell, who is a, a writer for film and television shows like Heather's Summer Camp Island Adventure Beast, uh, Billy on the Street. He's also the co-host of the Sex Unique podcast with, mm-hmm. with former guest Lara. You know, I, he's a very funny guy on the World Wide Web. I've never communicated with him directly via phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what he has to say to us today, TJ. Yeah. No, no better guest. You know, there's so much celeb gossip and things going on in the world right now that we need to get back on track and focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the bling empire. There's, there's so much to discuss in the world <laughs> of meaningless yes. reality television and content that now that the news cycle is officially ending in my life. So I feel like he's, a great person to chat with about that and uh and he's also very very smart and very funny i guess i don't know i've never talked to him either so he might be kind of dumb we'll see well that would match us uh let's give him a call guys sorry i don't mean to i don't mean to start the podcast off with breaking news but i did see that a uh a collaboration a collaboration between jason derulo and adam levine is dropping tonight (laughs) wow Um, so not, not to alarm you guys, but it's going to be a late one East coast for me. So I might be a little tired tomorrow. <laughs> so, so wow. we're moving from Bernie sitting memes to Jason Gerulo falling memes to two memes that need to die and, and die quickly. Yeah. We we were talking in the intro, Carrie, about the Bernie meme and how it, uh, memes like that that get that popular that fast should be retired after 12 hours as a courtesy to everyone on the internet. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I love Bernie, but that meme kind of felt like a weird omen of things to come this Mm. year and i was sort of like speak on that speak on that you just get a feeling sometimes with some of these memes that like it just (laughs) can be some kind of omen and in in my i felt i just got a vibe glimpse into a dark future yeah it was just like it was too much too fast it was everywhere i mean i i Mm. just i did repost a photo of bernie with the sex in the city girls um so (laughs) i'm I'm guilty i guess i'm guilty of of gary i'm not surprised that you're part of the problem i'm just disappointed thank you you know what i'm as long as you know you've got blood on your hands I know. I knew what I was doing when I went into reposting it, and I felt. And you are such a carry for doing that, aren't you? I am a carry for doing that. I felt it was just like a little bit of a. I felt kind of punk doing it. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I do agree that it it needs to die, and we need to let Bernie not be a meme. And that's Carrie. How many more years do you think old burn dogs got left in him? 
He's going to outlive me. <laughs> Even I think you might be right. I think just, you might be right. He just has that like Brooklyn, old Brooklyn like survivor energy. I'm going to I'm going, yeah. Built like a cockroach. Uh, yes, just mm-hmm. like sitting in the cold in a chair outside like talking to people in the neighborhood. Truly indestructible. Yes. So I I feel he's got a long a long way to go. That's my my feeling. Cassie voice. We have a long we have a long way to go as a country too. Um, and uh, <laughs> I I could oh that's nice stuff, Chris. <laughs> nothing was nothing nothing was it was it was very it was on display yesterday with on the internet. I don't know if you were logged on yesterday, but it was a torch day on the timeline. I actually just saw a tweet that was like some person with like hundreds of thousands of followers was like, my greatest fantasy is having a potluck dinner with Dougie and Kamala and Pete and Chastin. <laughs> And I was just like, you need to get better fantasies. Better fantasies. My God. Even, like, I mean, a potluck dinner with literally the coolest people in the world, that's not a fantasy. I guess so. I mean, you know Real what? fantasy, I, the food is prepared for you, if you ask me. Yeah, I can't, I I can't, I can't judge. And I love to cook. You, you love to cook? <laughs> yeah, I sure do. I can, I can judge, Carrie, and I will judge. Um, but I think that it was a, it was a tough day to be logged on, but yeah. what else was there to do? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what do you... I mean, look, I, I felt... I was working on my mental... You were working on your health? <laughs> my mental health, yeah. What were you doing? Yeah, Jason. Oh, you know, just doing my little journals, probably, and talking to my loved ones, you know, helping others and stuff like that. That's wonderful. He was yeah. not doing that. He was definitely smoking weed and scrolling Twitter. <laughs> Carrie, what is your self-care routine like during this difficult time in human history? I do a lot of doom scrolling myself. Um, <laughs> last week, you know, Jason, I don't, I don't mean to boast, but Jason, um, made up a nickname for me when I was in California. Jason, can you tell Carrie what it was, please? The golden state scroller. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which I was very, I, I was actually very proud of. Um, but I like it sounds that. like, it sounds like maybe you, you can kind of take over that title until I come back. If you're comfortable with that. Yeah, I'll take that on. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I lived in New York for five years and I've been in LA for four that's my story, and I. Um, but I. You're brave as fuck. It's a journey, but I. Um, Damn, that's a far move. It. <laughs> it's really far. Um, it's thousands of miles. I've I love L.A., but I've definitely it's especially the last two months it's felt very like end times here, and I feel like L.A. always kind of feels end times in like a a cool way or like a pretty way but it's my end times you know yeah but now it's like it's just it's felt do you live in west hollywood i did i live in hollywood now oh, thank hollywood God. is is particularly end timesy mm-hmm. i i love it my boyfriend and i live a few blocks from the walk of fame i go to cvs there probably every day of my life because it's like a thing i do now like it's like i look forward to going to cvs now because is that the one not to not to interject is that the one next to barry's boot camp there good question Actually, no, 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 no. That's in West Hollywood. Okay, but that's a good. Okay. That was a good. I go. I like that CVS too. So but you go CVS to CVS. <laughs> like, what? What could you be possibly mm. needing from CVS every day? And I hope hope you don't have a terminal illness or something that requires frequent, um, you know, prescription pickups. Well, Jason, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot you can get. At CVS, oh, other I know. Than, I know. Um, I go mostly for candy. Okay. Uh, I get recently been getting <laughs> worse than I thought. Perfect bars. Um, and what? I, hold on, hold on, mm. hold on. We're a, this is a bar forward podcast. Yeah. We okay. stand with go ma- go macro only. So I'd love to hear your little bar story. Mm. Uh, perfect bars 
I got them once at Starbucks, and I've been bit. <laughs> I've been bit. I've been bit. With, I'm basically just like it's bleak. Like I only go to like overlord places. Um, so you're a you're a perf girl at this point. Uh huh. Injected in your veins. So you're not. So you're purposely choosing not to support small businesses during this difficult time. And why is that? I do both. Okay. I I can, but I. It's just there and it's open and it's you know it's going to be open during a pandemic so it's like okay. I just you know but I I, su- sure. I I support I support local business too. Can you walk me can you walk me through really quick just what mm-hmm. the mouthfeel is on the perfect bar and, oh. and kind of some of your favorite flavors? Buttery. <laughs> <laughs> so and not so akin to just taking a bite out of a stick of butter. Yes, it's really good. I usually go for the peanut butter um okay. you get them frozen so it's like cool it's t- it tastes like a sweet treat i feel like a football player when i'm eating them <laughs> this is a powerful bar it's a powerful bar i don't know they just feel like i don't know it just it feels i feel horse-like when i'm eating it <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like a big football playing horse when you eat yes. these perfect bars yeah and I, I just, I go to CVS. I buy my Fabuloso multi-purpose cleaner because I, I, being in quarantine has made me very aware of just wanting things to smell fresh and clean at all times. So I, uh-huh. I like to fill my sink up with hot water and a little Fabuloso, mix it together, and it just kind of is like a cauldron for me. Uh-huh. Um, so it feels, it feels slightly religious. Do you live with your uh, life partner? I do. We live together. We moved in. I moved in with him. A month or two before COVID started, so it was really good timing. How does he handle your neuroses? <laughs> he has a job. Is he worse? <laughs> he, he has a yeah. He has his own. He's an artist. He has his own company with his brother. They have a studio, so he he actually has a job and like goes to his studio every day and is productive. Um, I'm I'm currently unemployed, but when I am employed, I'm a TV writer. But mm-hmm. we've been working from home, um, so I'm I'm here a lot. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. He handles it well. He kind of accepts me and. I give him a lot of credit for dealing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be worse worse things in the world than coming home to a fabuloso spick and span house. Am I right? Yeah, I do. You know, I keep things fresh. Freezer full of perfects. Mm-hmm. I keep I keep things fresh. Yeah. Have you thought about maybe ordering perfects by the case from Amazon just to really lean into your support of small business or securing a wholesale <laughs> license, perhaps? Yeah, you know that takes away the experience of going to the CVS. So mm-hmm. I'm going. I I like to give myself something to do. Good point. Have you thought about a dog? Yeah, I've been actually <laughs> thinking about getting a cat. I know I'm I'm a dog. <laughs> I'm a dog guy. Walk walk us through your litter box story. Listen, I I love dogs. Right now, I just feel like dogs maybe are a lot for me. <laughs> um, I get that. Would love a dog at some point, but I was just thinking like it'd be nice. I've been around some cats recently that are really sweet and and mm. dog like, like very affectionate and like wants wants to come over and hang. So I've just thought like, wouldn't it be nice to just see like a little being sure in my in my corridor at night? You met a couple cats that might just turn you. Yeah, but I but then the litter box stuff and the smell, I I don't know if my OCD can handle it. So yeah. the smell, the smell, the smell is honestly awful. I mean, I'm it's I'm on record as a person who doesn't understand having pets. It just seems like a fruitless thing to me. Uh-huh. But um, and it costs money. Yeah. I, I just feel like that I could spend on clothes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. or actual fruit or actual fruit. That's true. But I I do think that that maybe if if you're feeling 
lonely, maybe it is a good idea to to cop a pet. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really lonely. It's more just like I mean, I have thankfully have like a partner to go through this with, but I mm-hmm. yeah, a pet it just feels maybe just nice to just take care of something. Yeah. Um, but are you Chris, you're in New York? Well, you know, that's a long story. Okay. I um I'm actually in Atlanta right now with oh. my family, but but I do live in New York and I will be going back there for a few days before heading back to the sunny sunny shores of Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Well, I was just going to say I feel like New York, I mean, Brooklyn, there's a lot of places to bring pets, but it might be tough to have a pet in New York. Ooh. It seems yeah, it doesn't seem great. I mean, I think you just have to have a giant apartment, you know yeah. what I mean, wherever you live, which yeah. is fine. Um. Uh. But I've just I've never had a pet in my entire life. My we didn't have them growing up, so it's just a very foreign. Not even a lizard or anything, Chris. Absolutely not. My mom is too clean. My mom is like Carrie. She's cleaning every fucking day. Mm. Yeah. That I'm I'm the same way as you though, Carrie. I'm a little OCD myself. My mom is was also I learned it from my mom. So she's she loves to like throw things out. She lo- she's always purging, keeping things clean. But she we had a dog that they got for me when I was depressed in high school and mm. um it became like my parents dog kind of like I they quickly realized like oh our son is a lazy piece of shit so we're gonna take <laughs> care of this dog and he actually but it was if we don't it will die she ended up loving like she was not never wanted a pet didn't want all the hassle in the house but then she ended up loving him so you never know Chris you might yeah isn't that i just i just love to see when those stories when that happens yeah I, I, but i know for a fact that that will never happen to chris mm. no i've heard i've heard about stuff like this before but i, I don't think a pet could warm my cold dead heart you know? only only la can yeah i mean only <laughs> celebrities and and la probably but mm-hmm. i mean i can't wait to get back and support small businesses like squirrel um and mm-hmm. some oh other my god kind of like local establishments because I, I like to keep the lights on that's awesome no, I, 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 it's been sad to see some of the places with, you know, the metal grates over them and just like for mm-hmm. leave, like it's sad. LA, there's some spots that are kind of like, it's a bummer because some really cool little like restaurants and places are. I heard Bossa Nova, Bossa Nova had to close a location. Uh, no, what? Yeah, I read yeah. it. I read it in Eater. I love Bossa oh. Nova. I support Bossa Nova. We talk about Bossa Nova on this podcast a lot because it's a, it's a, incredible a late place. night spot. It's a late night spot when you've been in the studio, you know, recording all night. And mm-hmm. um a lot of people a lot of people get takeout from there. And Jason and I want to do that soon when we're in the studio. Because you guys are recording an EP, right? We have we have been f- actually flirting with the idea. Yeah, e- EP stands for episode, not mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We've been flirting with the idea. Carrie, as a as a fellow elite podcaster, I would love to hear your <laughs> feedback on this. Um okay. But we we've been thinking about maybe contacting our friends at at a popular indie record label and maybe doing a how long gone double LP. Going straight to the double LP. Yeah, we're just gonna cut we're just gonna cut all the hits of the show together and right. have them mixed and mastered by someone famous, like a famous musician. Mm-hmm. And then and then so it'll be like how long gone double LP produced by Mark Ronson uh, mm-hmm. and Rostam. Because they they will edit it, you know, and then yeah. we'll we'll put it out on vinyl. We'll charge forty five dollars, and I think these people might buy it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe going analog could work for us. I support that. You could get what's Jack Mackin? What's the guy's name? Jack Antonoff. Oh, Jack. No, a production no we don't. Jack no, Antonoff. we will not get. We will not no? be getting Jack Antonoff. We're anti Tanoff on this podcast. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're ant- anti Tanoff. Even though that motherfucker can keep, he can keep a hit. He's a little dorky for us. We like our producers a little slicker and sexier. Is he? He's not still dating Lord, is he? He's not, right? 
That was wild to me when I saw those photos. It felt kind of deep fake when I saw them. Like deep I was like, fake. I, I, I just like because Lord is so like mysterious, and then just seeing her, she's not really like paparazzi. I feel like, and yeah. then seeing her, that's because she lives at the end of the earth. Yeah, so she, that's that's part of the issue. She, I think she does. I agree, but I think that love. Look, if you're dating Lena Dunham and you're in the studio with Lord, what what decision are you going to make, Carrie? Oh, mm. uh, don't ask me this. I'm going to make this the right us. decision, Chris. I would never turn my back on Lena. Are you a girl's head, Carrie? Me? Um, yeah. I HBO's girls, not just women in general. <laughs> I love women. <laughs> um, I, I do. I do. I um, no. I liked. I I love that. I thought. I think the show had a lot of flaws, but it was a great, like, cool, necessary show. And it's mm-hmm. like one of those shows that change things, whether you like it or not. And I, I think I, I have respect. I think Lena's. I think she's cool. I like. I like her. I think she's says a lot of crazy shit. She's a kind of a provocateur. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But I think she's. I think people like rip on her way too hard, and she became like a mm-hmm. whipping board. I agree. I agree. And she's also successful. She's very yeah, successful. She's for really a successful and she's really talented. And yeah, she might have had like some privileges growing up, but like she has talent to back it up. So I think people just I think she said she said some wild shit. Like I I I'm not going to like mm-hmm. Well, so have you. So, you know, we're all we've in the all, same boat here. We've all said crazy <laughs> shit. So, it's So we all we all have nothing but love for that heifer. That's what we're saying. Oh my exactly. God. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I I don't I don't really subscribe to the privilege. I mean, of course her pa- her parents are like middling artists. It's not like her parents were Jeff Bezos. I know. Yeah, like I, it's she, not like her parents bought a loft in Soho in the seventies and made some good decisions. Like she, yeah. it, it's. It, I'm not saying doors weren't open, but there's other people that if you're gonna okay, friendly boy. If you're gonna if you're gonna vilify someone for that, I don't think Lena Dunham is the person. That's no, all. I agree. Yeah, I, I remember like. Cause I I I drank the Kool Aid and I was like, oh, her mom is like a huge like industry titan, <laughs> and she's she's like she's like a cool like Tribeca woman who like makes weird art mm. and like yeah they just you're right they just like got lucky with this cool space and like held on to it. It's some New York shit. That's like what happened at that time period. Like if you yeah. were there at the right time and you had a little bit of money. Yeah. I used to live in Tribeca. I used to live in Tribeca and all my neighbors were Whoa. were kind of like that though. It was like, "Oh, we just yeah, we bought this at the right time and now it's value now we've made, you know, 3 million dollars because we yeah. were just here at the right time." Which I think unfortunately I don't think that exists maybe anywhere in America anymore. I don't know if that no. could still happen. Maybe like no, Larchmont so. maybe. No, but I'm saying Larchmont that you have to have millions to get in now. Yeah. So it's not going to work. I'm saying where you could truly buy low and then and then sell high. I feel like that time unless uh, you want to live in a shithole, you know, where people are going to live. Chris. Like, Carrie, where where are you from? I'm from South Jersey. Ooh. Near Okay, so near yeah, like if we Yeah, so for example, if we move to Philadelphia, one of my favorite shitholes, you know, it's <laughs> like how cheap it, favorite city in America. <laughs> how cheap is it? You know, is it really that cheap? Uh, and will it ever go up? No, it won't. I lived there after college for a period with my parents, and my friends got some really incredible apartments for, like, dirt cheap. It's it's a great... When I decide to work at Urban Outfitters and become a bike messenger, I know exactly where I'm going to live. <laughs> and that's that's Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, Hell but yeah. I've, I've only... To be fair, I've only been there twice, and it was uh. to see... Once to see Soul Wax live on Coke, and once oh. to see Justin Timberlake 
which is two two great experiences. Were you on Coca Timberlake? No, unfortunately, it was very recently. It was very recently. Oh, okay. Um, unfortunately, last, I wasn't on Coke at that show. His, in so the you, last year. So you're like you're like a a Timberlake head, like Man in the Woods head. I'm not going to say man of the, I'm not going to say man of the woods head, but I am a Timberlake head. Um, I would say we talk about this a lot, but Mirrors is probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs, maybe of all time. Honestly, it's a beautiful song, a tribute to Jessica Biel and uh... <laughs> Biel. <laughs> BL, I think it's just Beal, but I like that. I, I like to say Jessica Biel, BL. <laughs> um, I really like that. It makes it it makes her seem exotic. Mm-hmm. It makes her feel Latinx. I'm in recovery, and a place that I go to for that was located across the street from her off fudge uh, <laughs> venture. What, what is I, that? <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. You don't know about that- Jessica Biel's. Off fudge. Is this like is this like <laughs> Maria Sharapova's candy company? Sugar Pova? It was <laughs> No 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 guys. She had Guys yeah, Guys She had she had a like a fudge like a fudge shop, like a restaurant called Off Fudge that sold like sweets and it was also like a space where like moms could there could be kids in one playroom and the moms could all be like getting tanked in the other room. Like it was okay, like Okay, her mind a, a candy store that fudge candy restaurant that served alcohol sounds kind of brilliant so you're telling me you would i don't think shark tank picked it up you'd come out of a meeting you'd come out of a meeting and go stare at off fudge yes and like smoke a cigarette and be like i've i'm in la like this is it <laughs> like i like when i first moved to la and like didn't really know that many people except like some of my core friends who had moved here from new york i was like i felt like i was falling all the time like i didn't know where i was going and i would look out and see off fudge and be like okay landmark uh-huh. like i've got that i guess this is my life now <laughs> this is my life god i actually i love the idea of like you smoking a cig at dusk contemplating all your decisions staring into the window of off fudge mm-hmm. that feels very cinematic to me that it literally is what i would yeah do, that, so. is, that is that is end of an episode of laguna beach what song would be playing as you're smoking that post recovery cig uh, Just Breathe by Telepop Music. <laughs> Just oh, breathe. and she had that one chamber, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you thought about that. That 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 is not that is not your first time down that road. Oh, Just no. breathe. Just breathe stirs up some emotions in in TJ. I will say that just reminds me of like being in like closeted middle school or watching like undressed or something at mm-hmm. like one in the morning. And let's talk about let's talk about undressed. Undressed absolutely pivotal piece of television that is underappreciated because gen z doesn't know what it is it's so formative there's so, like christina Hendricks was on it i think like some big a people. lot of it was it was it was one of those shows where it's like everybody it was kind of like the bruce weber ever and fitch catalogs you yeah know, where everybody was in it yeah um before before they were like truly famous but mm. undressed if, if for the uninitiated undressed was an mtv show that came on at like 11 p.m but it was it was like as close to porn as you could get on 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 cable television oh. yep and it was everybody was hot and they were like doing drugs and hooking up it, carrie is that accurate yeah they were all like it was like a, gr- a group of college kids just like experimenting with sexuality and gender and they were all like they all like fucked in underwear like they never took their underwear yeah. off but it was like <laughs> i'll take it for me that was like that's all i needed like just the hint of fucking i was just like i've never seen anything like Did it, it it's all you needed to jack off yeah okay and like didn't it yeah of course 
didn't it like it wasn't the arc kind of strange like it would jump between like it was like it wasn't like linear like the story part obviously the story wasn't that important because it was about sex but in general wasn't it kind of like a funny layout yeah it was like it was like a soap opera it was just like it would have like okay two to five minute vignettes and then switch to like another and it was like a revolving group of friends but it was always there really wasn't a it was very episodic there wasn't like a uh, driving mm-hmm. plot it was just like they're fucking they're doing role play they're like doing bondage they're like doing a gay hookup for the first time um there was one episode i think where like two siblings or a, ma- a guy and a girl are sharing the same guy like at different times Go on. or something so like that kind of stuff was happening all the time and i think it was at i think it was set in canada of, of course. course they're yeah. very they're very progress they're very progressive <laughs> they are they are but this was this is like early 2000s correct like right isn't that like late 90s early late 2000s? 90s early 2000s and it just and it had like a really the opening the theme song was just like this like tepid beat and like you hear a woman sighing in ecstasy and it just goes undressed or something it was, <laughs> it was just like it was it was it felt so another world for me like i would and my friends and i would watch it at like sleepovers and like mm-hmm. we would just be like oh my god like it was just crazy yeah i is that available somewhere now is it on youtube or something it is it is because i i think they were gonna do a reboot or they were gonna try to do a reboot of undress and i was great hoping to like try to get like a job on that because i i was so you speak the language i speak the biz with mm-hmm. the undress well, we know we know you're a real hollywood player so I, yeah um, i'm i'm really wheeling and dealing out here like what's the vibe right now in in hollywood in general is 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 stuff i mean stuff is getting made correct it's not it's not fully insane tom cruise isn't chewing out interns for no reason no uh it's yeah it's things are getting shot um they're they're producing stuff i think there's obviously like really tight measures right now and i think a lot of sets have had to close because people just keep getting covid because it's so uh jason you're here right in la I am, yeah. COVID is yeah. very contagious. You can get it's it. It's crazy here. Um, but their uh, writers' rooms are being done on Zoom. Boring. I yeah. I was in. I was in one. Yeah. How did it, how did that feel compared to the usual? You know, you guys just eating snacks and and throwing stuff at each other and drinking Lacroix. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> what do you want from Paquito Mas? Yeah. <laughs> um, the so I was in a room before COVID started that was done. It was for Cartoon Network. It's on HBO Max now. The room was done at the Cartoon Network place, but a lot of times we would Zoom because some of our writers were calling in from across the country. So I was kind of like used to Zoom writing, Mm -hmm. weirdly, before the pandemic came. So it wasn't that much different for me, like when I was in a room in October and August and September writing over Zoom. So I I was kind of used to it, but it's not the same as like, obviously, like being in a room on couches, like Mm -hmm. laughing together. So it's it's difficult, but it's you know it's just, it always seemed fun to be in those writers' rooms. It's great. I it's fun. It's fun to like just go on tangents and get off topic. And how do you get anything done in there with all these hilarious white people in one room? I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's good. Like I always, you know, it's fun when no one's like trying to like one up each other and like be on, and everyone's just like genuinely like laughing about stuff like that's that's the best if someone's trying to like does that actually happen though i mean the writers rooms i've been in people are pretty genuine and mm-hmm. it's been i've been lucky because i think some of them are kind of scary and a lot of like comedy bros trying to dominate i think mm-hmm. um don't come don't come for jason like that on his podcast 
Fuck Sorry, you, Jason. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I'll fucking kick all your guys' asses. Uh, I've worked for some, like, my one head writer was a woman, and I, my boss at my last job was a woman, and it's been kind of queer and gay and mm-hmm. a mix of that. So, and, and the straight guys have been kind of queer and their sentiments. Okay, now um, now you're talking. Now you're coming mm. for me on my own podcast. I so know. I'm a little... No, I I celebrate you, Chris. I so I I love that. I I'm these thinly veiled attacks on the hosts are not going right? unnoticed. Okay, that's what I came on with that agenda. <laughs> well, everybody everybody has an agenda. But did you set out to be a TV writer? Was this like the plan, or did you just come to LA to find yourself? Um, no, I definitely didn't come here to find. I <laughs> I. I yeah I always I started tweeting so I started <laughs> tweeting in 2011. Uh, I was living with my parents after college. It was a recession. I couldn't work. I started tweeting. I saw people were doing comedy on Twitter, like the Rob Delaney's and all those mm-hmm. iconic you know comedy people. Rob Deirdrex, all and, of them. Yeah, and I started <laughs> all the Robs, all the Rob. <laughs> And I started <laughs> tweeting, and then I did this account with my friend where we pretended to be Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. um, called "Not Tilda Swinton." <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. that that got le- that like got me a little bit of attention and made me like, okay, maybe I can like actually try to pursue this. But then I moved to New York, and like obviously it's hard. And I worked at restaurants, and I worked at like Yahoo for Marissa Mayer, and her under her rain that was crazy damn real real new york media elite yeah. hours i remember i remember that i remember that that short-lived era right like where, where, you weren't there at yahoo you, were, you, you wasn't there at yahoo in the trenches with me and marissa <laughs> you don't know what it's like you didn't know what it was like to walk into that office every day um no but and then i i worked on billy on the street and that was like my first tv gig mm-hmm. and that was really cool and then i worked i got this job on heather's the reboot, so I had to mm-hmm. move here for that. That's how I moved to LA. I worked at Paper Magazine for a while as Ooh. an editor. That was great. Wow! Shout out to Kim. Shout Kim. out to Mister Mick. Shout out to Mister Mickey and the whole squad over there at the at, at Paper Magazine. We did, we didn't forget about you. We American Mister Mickey is an American treasure. I love Mickey. I actually I agree, I agree with you. I'm I'm completely honest. I'm shocked it's still around. Like I think that the, the fact that they've been able to keep that in business in the current climate is is a testament because the history is so rich. The history is so rich. It's so cool. Like I I was there for 2 years and like one time during Pride they like brought out an archive of like old paper stuff from the 80s and like you know a lot of their I think former employees had died of AIDS and like it was just really cool to see them like paper was really reporting on HIV awareness back then and like getting the word out about like, cause so many outlets weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see like those old archives was really cool. And they just have been like RuPaul, I think did his first interview with paper mm. um, or one of his first, in- like, it's just cool to see that doing the Lord's work, be part of that. Um, you know, but it, no, it was great. But yeah, so I moved here for Heather's. That was my, the reason I moved to LA. Carrie, what were some of your formative, television writing comedy shows that you grew up obsessing over i mean i loved like south park and um i i loved i was a i was a nickel i was a 90s kid um, <laughs> awesome. i was a nickelodeon kid as a child of nickelodeon uh but i <laughs> i loved like rocco and um wow. I loved... what this is co- this is left field it feels like inside the actor's studio of like Oh, the formative years I grew up on Rocco, of course. I grew up on Rocco's Modern Life. Um, uh, modern Life, of course. Uh, you know, Rugrats, of course. Rugrats, um, and and then like Comedy Central shows, just like 
that late night show with David Terra. What was his name? David Tell. David Tell. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and like those old Comedy Central like stand up specials. I just okay. used to always love watching that, and like Margaret Cho, and so you've got a funky little pedigree, I will say. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised as a person who hates animation. I'm a little disappointed to hear your top picks, but you know, if it, <laughs> if it turns out if it turns out a genius, what am I to say? Who am I to argue? Mm. I'm not like the biggest animation guy now, but I th- there's there's just what I could watch, you know. But I love I also loved watching like HBO Real Sex and like those we- Taxi Cab Confessions, like all that stuff. Yeah. Really, Classics. I think helped Classics. form me. So you're kind of a slut. I'm a bigger, yeah. I'm a little bit of a slut. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with it actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking speaking of HBO and being a slut, what are what are our thoughts on on Sex and the City reboot? Another that was probably another like staple show for me as yeah. a kid. Um, I'm I'm happy with whatever they give us. I think it's probably gonna be <laughs> it's probably gonna be like maudlin and like overly sentimental but like yeah let's just let's just have it you know what i mean why are they why why are they doing this like what is the point it's beloved <laughs> i don't i don't but i'm saying they all have money hbo doesn't need money hbo doesn't need to spend money there, there's literally no I, i'm i'm for it too i'm a i'm a big fan but why like what do you think the impetus is behind this because it doesn't seem necessary it's just like the fans and people on Twitter are being like, bring it back and Instagram. And I think it's just people just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fandom is insane. And also, you know, what else are these people doing? You know, if, yeah. if, the, if the money's on the table, everyone wants it to happen. Don't come. Do not come. Sarah Jessica Parker is very busy. She's probably eating somewhere in the West Village right now. Probably a late lunch. She's at the Waverly Inn. But she's not the only person involved in that show, Chris. She's the only one that anybody cares about. I mean, let's be real. That's not true. That is not true. You need to stop. You need to stop don't right come, now. Don't. <laughs> Charlotte Hive, sit down, okay? <laughs> yeah, Charlotte needs to get a check. You know, Charlotte- And also, we're all bored. We're in COVID. We're in lockdown. There's nothing else to do, so you might as well, might as well fire it up. I don't think any of those successful women need a check, to be honest. No, with you. I mean Cynthia Nixon was just running for the governor of New York. Like she's busy, you know what I mean? Like I- Cynthia Nixon needs a glam squad. That's the only thing she. Needs. <laughs> she just needs to get fucked. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about her character only, of course. Uh huh. Uh, Not her in real life. Yeah, I'm kind of. I don't. Re- I'm a little ambivalent. I'm excited. I I got like a little emotional when I saw the the really corny trailer yeah and i i'm enraged that they're calling it just like that and just like that but that's what i mean that seems like some weird rights issues or something it's i think because it's on hbo max they just had to figure out like how can we fuck this up and make it more difficult because it's (laughs) hbo max and they're like oh that's it we'll call it but i it, it can't be worse than the movies right the first movie is a good piece of cinema i mean i watched both of them no prob yeah. The second one comes on. I, I'm on an airplane. We're going to Abu Dhabi. We're going to yes. Dubai. Sign me up. That franchise has already been tarnished by that movie. So, like, nothing really matters anymore. And people are just going to watch it and like it. it, it yeah. The stakes are kind of low. You take that back. The stakes are low, though. You know what I mean? The second movie is, is astonishing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it is, it's such a plain movie. Like, I watched the first movie every, like, the last time I flew, I watched it. I think both oh, yeah. ways. Like I just like <laughs> it's just like it's three hours long. It's uh, the second movie. There's a whole part where they're on like a luxury plane. It's really soothing to watch. My thoughts exactly. So I'm I'm all about it. It's disappointing that they're not. 
that Kim isn't coming. Yeah, who you know, if you were able to do a dream casting of a replacement for for Kim and Samantha, who would it be? They have to be living and they have to be age appropriate, of course. I'm gonna think about what do you guys think? You can think about it. Who did we say? Lizzo? <laughs> Lizzo. <laughs> I would love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has to be someone like a little who's has some experience. What about what about the woman who just got caught having an affair with the My Pillows guy that was on Thirty Rock? Oh, Jane oh, Krakowski. Can you guys believe that? Yeah, oh. I can. Jane, a little freak. Maybe the My Pillow guy is working with a monster. You know what I'm saying? My Pillow guy might. What do you think? Do you think My Pillow guy's got a little something? He might have a big something. He could be ravenous in the bedroom. He's got a huge hog, and he's <laughs> he's fucking pillows left and right. And he's... <laughs> my pillow guy, though, what we're forgetting, guys, is he's filthy rich, and that takes you pretty far with almost anyone. I mean, she's such a beloved character actor that it was painful to see that. I think it makes her a little more interesting. I think it's like a nice little a nice little ruffle in her feather. I remember when uh, during the lockdown at some point, like photos came out of her with Carol Radswell and Ghislaine. I, th- I mean, it was well known. I think Car- I think Ghislaine took Carol Radswell's author photo for that Kennedy book she wrote. So sick, so um, sick. I've read that book. It's very emotional. Ghislaine who? Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Jason. Got it. Got it. Okay. Are you familiar with her? She's kind of like a hot British woman. <laughs> Just wanted to triple check. We're uh, we're talking about the same. Ghislaine. Gilang, and um, and then this, and then you just see Janker. She's just on the other end of this little trio, and she looks so sheepish. And I think it was just like just her making a face, but in context, it, she looks so right. guilty sitting with them, and it's like the funniest reaction photo I've ever seen. That sheepish face you make when you're photographed with a demon trafficker. Let's not trafficker. before. Let's not. Let's not jump to conclusions. No charges have been filed. Okay, she has not been convicted. Mm-hmm. She was Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. Okay, um, I don't. I don't like where this is going one bit. I'm sorry, okay. Chris. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank you. We need to respect the court system of the United States of America. That's something we've gotten away from since the Trump administration. And speaking of, did you catch the <laughs> inauguration uh, that was on TV yesterday, Carrie? <laughs> I did. I watched. What are some of our takeaways? I'm a little monster, so I was... <laughs> hell yeah, monster hive stand up. I'm also a monster. My paws are up as like literally as we're speaking. Uh-huh. Um, I was thrilled for Gaga as always. She did a great job. She sings live. You know, some of the some of I think she could have let her vocals soar a little more. Mm. Um, she she kept it very tight. Um, well, she was respecting the office of the president. She was. <laughs> she was. It was very diplomatique. It was. I mean, and I loved her like Hunger Games thing. She had like that brooch she had that was mm-hmm. like um, that was that was custom Daniel Roseberry. Uh, you know, so just to, if we want to just check check the credits, three pounds of gecko gold uh, pinned to the blazer. I saw someone say that. I saw someone say that reminded them of the Ghostface Killer famous bracelet, which I actually thought was pretty funny. Hundred percent agree. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> What did you think of what did you think of J Lo? Why do people like J Lo so much? Laura Marie, who I do sex unique with, we were we were just talking about this yesterday. We were just like she we were kind of like she just like she's great. I mean she's J Lo. She's talented, she's an icon, but like when she walked out yesterday, I was just kinda of like, Oh, there's J Lo. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like when people were saying she should get an Oscar for that movie, I was like, Are you guys fucking insane? <laughs> she a part of me wanted her to just to like 
just so she could have one. Like, I wanted Jennifer Aniston to get an Oscar nomination for Cake, just because she put so much <laughs> well, into it. And now- I was like, come on. Like, give her something. <laughs> like, she got a Golden Globe nomination. But... With J Lo, yeah, she just like I was like, oh, there's like a look at this wealthy woman in a in like a you know a pantsuit. She had she had a great story, you know, a great immigrant story, working her way up to the top of the Hollywood food chain, and all that is awesome. But you know, similar to like a Jay Z, once you're at the top of the Hollywood food chain, you kind of suck, or you become mm-hmm. boring, old, washed you up. You become boring. You're not the person that you once were. But now she's uh, applauded and celebrated simply for the fact that good looking body for her age is her thing. Nothing now. is more boring to me than dating or marrying a baseball player. I mean, what Agreed. is more boring than that? What is more boring than that? I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that's so boring. And like baseball is, I'm sorry, is... Do not come for MLB, Hive. But there is a Sex in the City episode. You're not supposed to date one or marry one. Just fuck one of those hot Yankees in those tight little pants. That's all you got to do. I like baseball players like big, nice asses, but I don't like <laughs> kind of... That's about it. You like, a, you like a ball player with a nice little dumper is what you're saying. Yeah, there. I like... I mean... They're nice. They have good good calves. Sure. Um, but like, it's a boring. Thank it's, you. It's a boring sport, and it's mm-hmm. doesn't. It's shitty. I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. And yeah. I just like. I remember just like playing little league and just being like, "This is so stupid." And just being like, <laughs> like I just being so bad at it. Just hate like just doing it because my you know I had to and like just hating every minute. Look, if you guys don't like America's game, you can just get the hell out of my country. All right, I will, but. <laughs> Um, uh, fine, TJ. There was some point last year where, like, J-Lo, like, some horrible, extra horrible thing had happened one day last year, and everyone was talking about it, and then J-Lo chimed in and was like, it's a disgrace that A-Rod wasn't inducted into the Hall of Fame today. <laughs> or so, like, and everyone was just like, okay, not now, You're like, J-Lo, like, this is the Parkland shooting anniversary. We yeah. don't want to talk about that. Yeah, can we not do this right? Like, she's just always... Feels like mm. she's missing the mark with reading the room a little. I think she lives in like a fifty million dollar white house in Miami. Mm. Yeah. Um, and como se dice tone deaf is what you're saying. Yeah, and doesn't leave very often because people do things for her. But she is truly beloved, and I feel like that has only happened in the last like couple years. I yeah, I think she's really had like a resurgence. Like she was always. Or, like, people are taking her seriously more. I need people to take me seriously. Do I need to fuck a baseball player? That's because she's got such a banging body yes. for a 70-year-old woman. I mean, look, for a <laughs> 70-year-old woman who hasn't had Botox, she looks amazing. Yeah, that... that <laughs> I felt gaslit by that when she... Because <laughs> not only did believe- she... No, I don't believe her for a fuck... Like, she's... <laughs> has incredible she has great genes she looks she's obviously like objectively naturally beautiful but like mm-hmm. she has to have had something like you can't she she defies logic don't say anything or like yeah be say like yeah i've had a little i've had some filler that's all you need to say but she mm-hmm. doubles down on it she's like no never i've never had any and then she goes on like a paragraph coming for people in her comments i'm like well now you're taking it to an unwell degree it's making me a little suspicious what have you had done then just chemical peels or is this like are you saying you're natural too mm. uh, <laughs> i um i have not had i've not gone under i've not had anything done yet i've gotten facials and some i've had a peel not e- so no not even a little botox injection or anything like that. no i, I i've been thinking about it. like my my sister always says i should get it Cause she like whenever <laughs> not very nice. Whenever we're FaceTiming, she goes, "Stop scrunching." Her. She always goes, "Stop looking like that." Cause she always like wants me. To, Cause I always have like a 
uh, my brow is kind of heavy sometimes. Furrowed? You have furrowed. a heavy furrowed brow when you're talking to your sis? Hey, some some sisses like that. I'm in a place of burrow or furrowed. <laughs> um, but she she's always like you need. She always like points out what I need, and I'm which is she's just doing it from her way of loving me. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't done it yet. Carrie, you 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 mentioned um, you mentioned earlier that you're in recovery. I, I know that you also quit smoking. Was it like in October? Is that what you said? Yes, or last year. Walk, I did. Uh, walk us through your uh, your smoking journey. How and how and why you quit? I quit to be my boyfriend. Uh, set a date for him to quit. It was actually the night that we found out Trump had COVID. So in solidarity with Trump, you want in to- solidarity with President Trump. He just wanted to because he smoked a lot more than I. I only really smoked at night, and he. What they all say. So I did it to like support him for a few days, and then I just kind of stopped smoking. Cool. Like I was, I wasn't meaning to to stick with it. Mm-hmm. So he was he was a big time smoker. Yeah, he smoked a lot. Like he because he's in recovery too, so he kind of picked mm-hmm. it up when he got sober more. Um, <clears throat> what are you in recovery for, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, just alcohol and coke and drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I a lot of ecstasy. A lot of coke. I was Man. a big. I was a cokehead. Okay, Carrie, sound, you sound like you used to be cool. I feel you on that. <laughs> I was not. I don't think I was. I think I was like deeply annoying when I was on drugs and drinking. I think. I think I was like a good rabbit hole friend. Like you could always count on me to like talk for four hours about nothing. I don't know. I, I've never met an annoying cokehead before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I I think the problem. I think Jason suffers from this as well as I do. I, I'm I was great at being fucked up. Like you couldn't really tell. Mm. You know, so, which is I think dangerous. You know, right. and that's probably why I was able to do it for so long, and then being forced to stop by my own. Uh, it's all fun know, and games till you wake up in the freaking ditch, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think there's I think those are like there's different kinds of addicts that way. Like there's me who was like people would come up to me just unprompted, and people at like acquaintances I knew, and just be like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like at, <laughs> even even like even before I was fucked up, like that was starting to happen to me. We're like. <laughs> stone cold sober that was that was the baseline hey you good bro yeah i had and like coming from not trying to be mean like truly like Mm -hmm. concerned friends and like a a welfare check i yeah i was a like i'm gonna write you an email because i'm worried for you friend addict um got it got it so and then there's the addicts who are like stealthy and can sounds like you were chris and can like function and i was pretty i mean i the thing is being stealthy when you're on drugs you think you're a lot stealthier than you are you know even if you're like like stealthy meaning i could like do my job but i would nod out in public so i don't know if that's that stealthy really at the end of the day the the only thing chris has ever been stealthy at nodding out yeah Yeah, nodding out rampant drug abuse tired were you uh (laughs) like on prescription or heroin or what what were you Sadly, prescription, which I, I should have transferred to heroin, I would have saved a lot of money. No, um, yeah. but, uh, no, no, no. But yeah, just just oxy, just some classic oxycontin mixed with the soma and some zannies, and wow. then obviously mar- marijuana. I didn't, I wasn't really a big drinker to be honest. I just found it just caloric and boring. <laughs> I was. I wish I. Ha- I was like like a snap pea crisp. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol was like a snap pea crisp. Me. It's just high in sodium. Not worth it. I was actually. I was very. I drank very stereotypical like straight guy. I feel like I my. I just drank like beer all the time and like red wine and like I was never like a wow. mixed drink or. What, what was your What was your beer of choice? Yingling, of course. Um, probably like. Goose Island or like heavy like I like fuck me up beer. She's a goose girl. 
the way my day was go to work, come home, go to like a, this Russian liquor store on off the Lorimer stop where they smoke cigarettes inside mm-hmm. and then buy like <laughs> I'm home. Yeah, you're home. You're immediately <laughs> there. And then or I would I would like alternate liquor stores on the same block because I didn't want them to see me coming, you know, consecutively. Too so much. I would. Yeah, I had to leave a little mystery and I would get like a, a magnum of yellowtail Merlot. And <laughs> oh, shit. Just, just drink that shit. And a magnum sit. of tail. Yeah. <laughs> YT. And then and then I would YT. like proceed. I would completely black out and then go to a gas station nearby that and get tall boys and finish the night off with like and then i would wake up just like with like tall boys and a magnum just like rolling back and forth um so that was like the kind of and then i and then when i would go out i would just like do coke alone in the bathroom sometimes or i was kind of a i was a solitary addict and then like a solitary in public addict how long has it been It'll be five years in this August. Congratulations! Nice. Congratulations. We're, we're yeah, we're similar. I'm like at four, a little over four, so we're similar. Oh, that's tracks, great. I feel like I feel like I'm older than you, though. Maybe. Um. I'm, so mm-hmm. you know, how old are you? I'm 38, but I look 32. I'm 31, but I look 47. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I don't think that. Well, um, the yellow tail will do that to you. The, yeah, I was about to say, maybe the yellow tail is to blame. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'd like to think I look better sober than I did when I was using. <laughs> um, I kind of, I call the face, like I look back at photos when I was using and I feel like I had like an eclipse face, like where the shadow of this like is on my face kind of um, mm. when I was like using and I just always kind of had a shadow on my face and I was like bloated and like, oh yeah, that's the thing about Coke, like it bloats you. I know people think it's a weight loss thing, but it's actually not. No, I mean if you if you want to really you you know when I was doing Molly for just doing it wrong yeah when I was doing Molly four nights a week probably cut with meth that's the gayest thing that's ever been said on this podcast I, think. <laughs> I know <laughs> I had, that was I yeah, would like and Chris is on here <laughs> yeah I was like doing Molly yeah yeah four days a week I mean that's four insane. days a week when like that's a ballpark say, yeah that was like Thursday Friday Saturday I would do molly and then occasionally would do it on like a tuesday night if there was a good yeah. dj playing that night yeah or like just being at i'd be at like metropolitan bar and just be like to my friend like let's get molly that i lost i was like skeletal and scary because you hot yeah really hot um <laughs> so that was that's interesting though because i do think i don't know how the media has twisted us into thinking that coke's like a weight loss thing i guess it does it does take away your appetite but it also it's water retention I I was always like, why am I not thinner? Like I was always just like, <laughs> I was always just like, my like latent body issues would come up when I w- and I would see myself like in the mirror and just be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I'm the only person who gets like fatter doing coke. Whatever the body is before the coke goes in, mm-hmm. it's just gonna it's just gonna kind of amplify that. Like a you know Chris Farley, John Belushi, they're just doing coke and eating steaks and drinking. Yeah, I mean eating TJ Fridays like potato skin chips at like two in the morning every night probably didn't help me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, wow, that, that is was, a nasty roadside snack. Yeah, I was I was. I remember one time a friend of mine came to help me because I was like bottoming out and she saw 
a foot long Slim Jim in my on my floor in my bedroom and was like, she was like, this scares me more than what's happening. Right here. <laughs> this is the last one. Uh, I stand uh, with her. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. If I saw a Slim Jim on anybody, I'd call the cops. Mm-hmm. She was a good friend that night, so I, I give her credit for dealing with me. But that was the kind of addict I was. I mean, thank you for thank you thank you for sharing that. That is a uh, that is a fun story. Was that was that too dark for the? No, 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 no. Please, no, 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 no. We don't. There's no rules on how long gone. We get dark. I mean, we get dark. We get light. We do it all. Really great. Yeah, we we encourage you. You know, telling your story, whatever it may be. I felt safe, but I also don't want to be like too safe where I start like thinking I'm like really vibing, and then at the end of it, they're like, God, that guy was. <laughs> crazy or like <laughs> no, he was annoying no, 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 no. we wouldn't have asked you to come on this podcast if we were afraid that you would be any of those things great that's true that's true uh unless we were very desperate for a guest or a yeah. last, there was a cancellation of course or something like that yeah 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 uh phoebe bridgers canceled again so uh but no <laughs> carrie thank you for joining us it was a pleasure um, thank you guys that was uh, awesome yeah. And and tell people where they can find you in the World Wide Web and where they can see and hear and, and uh, your work. And smell you. Uh, smell me. You can follow me at ecario on Twitter and Instagram. And I, I co-host Sexy Unique Podcast with Laura Marie Shanehalls. We have two episodes a week. Check it out. There's a Patreon. We don't talk about Patreon. I'll edit that part out. But yeah. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. Um, Thank you, guys. That was great. We will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys.